This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. Good Saturday afternoon and welcome to Right at Home with Rich. I am your host, Rich Orris. Thanks for tuning in and joining me here in my home where we are always under construction and having great conversations about it. So... Myself, I am a senior home consultant for Mosby Building Arts, and I have a lot of remodeling information and a lot of stories to share with you, but I also want to help you and hear your stories or questions about remodeling your home. So you can call in for the next hour with any of your remodeling questions, thoughts, ideas, anything you have going on. Love to talk to you about uh, what you're uh, fixing up around your house. So the number you need, 314-241-9797. And don't forget, leave us your phone number when you call in today so you'll be eligible for the $25 Stephanina's gift card giveaway. And I'm talking full Italian pasta pizza menu. Plus, they have the best salads. Um, Try the Steph Special Salad with their, their creamy house Italian dressing, and they have two house dressings. Make sure you get the creamy one. I simply love that dressing. Again, to win this gift card, the number you need to call in, 314-241-9797 or 866-455-9797. And at the end of the show, I will announce one lucky winner. And uh, as always, every week halfway through the show, I'll unveil another right-at-home hack. Today, you're going to want to be around for this. I am bringing the kitchen straight into the bathroom. What does that mean, you ask? Well, you're just going to have to keep it tuned here and find out halfway through the show. But for now, I want to cover one thing, good communication and and what Mosby kind of does to accomplish that, how we work so hard at that. Um, but I've got other topics of adding color to your kitchen, some kitchen storage trends we can go over. And if there's time, you can join me in the bathroom. We can discuss why you should have a shower bench and some of the reasons for that. So getting started, let's get started with um, Mosby's last seminar of the year coming up. I want to I want to make sure I get this information out there um, because our last seminar on bathrooms is coming up here on uh, October 5th. So it's, you know, three weeks or so away and it will be at top golf. Of course, fun place to be golf is not included with it, but, um, everything bathrooms will be, we will discuss all sorts of design elements and, and everything about how to actually remodel a bathroom. We'll have some designers there We'll have some of our home consultants there. They can do a little one-on-one, you know, no obligation uh, consultations with you, answer some questions, bring some photos, 
If you're thinking about a bathroom, this is the place to get information about bathrooms and what we do and how we do it. So it's at Top Golf, October 5th, 10:30 a.m. Doors will open at 10. Um, you can register by email at events at mosby.com or just simply call our office 314-909-1800 and uh, we can get you registered for that, get you on the list because we'll have some snacks and some things with that and it's just nice to know uh, how many people plan to attend so we can have everything ready to go and prepared for you. So um, that's that's one of the main things we're doing here. Another thing that they wanted me to touch on is um, a, a position at Mosby Building Arts, and we are we are constantly, you know, kind of growing and, and working at being better and and you know, kind of just a slow growth kind of thing as, as we can. And so we have some positions available, but one in particular is the same role as what I do for Mosby Building Arts, the the home consultant role. And you know, it's it's a little hard to fill and it's a little specific because it is a sales position, but we are looking for knowledge professional people that know about the house, that understand interior, exterior, um, as much as possible about the house. Obviously, we work and we train and we do things, and and it's a little bit different role of a typical kind of remodeling salesperson that comes out and just talks to you about, you know, getting your kitchen done or getting a bathroom done. And they really, this is more of a knowledgeable advisory role. A lot of our consultants um, have worked in the field. They have um, owned their own companies. Um, I literally did both of that. Um, Worked for several companies, built houses, built rooms, you know, actually perform the work that um, we're, we're going around and talking to people about and advising on. So good knowledge base is important for a role like this. But if if you think, you know, I know a lot of people out there listening are actual, you know, contractors and other workers and carpenters. And, and you know, I have some friends that are in the field that, that do carpentry work and stuff that have shot me messages about the show and listening so if you think this could be a good role for you um, and you like educating, advising, meeting new people, the home consultant role at Mosby, it's a wonderful place to work. Um, we're always at, uh, you know, the, the top places to work list with the Post-Dispatch. This is really a great company with great benefits and great place to be. So obviously I have no issue promoting that because I would bring on anybody that I know and let them know that this would be a great place to be. So you can just look us up online, uh, mosbybuildingarts.com. Um, if you maybe put slash careers or something, it might get you a little closer to finding right to it. Um, call mosby.com or um, you can give our office a call 314-909-1800. And, uh, you know, just start getting some applications and stuff in on that because it is a great job. It's what I do. So obviously I love what I do and it's a great place to work. So I would invite anybody with the right knowledge to come in, get trained and just be at a fun, great place to be. So I think, um, we're getting close here. So we'll go to our first break here and, um, 
when I when I come back, I want to touch on good communication with companies, good communication skills. We kind of had a call last week, and I want to maybe just touch on that subject a little bit more when we return. All right, we are back. We are moving right along. Uh, the phone lines are wide open, 314-241-9797. Love to hear from you. Any stories you may have um, and, and what I'm about to go over, if you have any uh, communication stories, good, bad, indifferent, um, just just how to do that, what to do through that, It's a, I think it's probably the most important subject here in um, almost all businesses. And, uh, you know, just when you're servicing clients, you, you have to have good communication. And, um, you know, I was just kind of talking about, you know, how we're this great place to work and, and, you know, a lot of the different things that we do and everything. Um, and so last week we, we had a phone call about, um, a builder that they've been trying to, to get an answer out of this builder for like four months, they said of when their, their yard was going to be finished and it was kind of all tore up and didn't have sod and a muddy mess. And, um, you know, was kind of asking advice on, I, I can't get anything out of them. They will not even return my call, which obviously goes right to that whole, I don't even know you could put it on the bad list of communicating. You know, it's, it's, it's probably way worse than that to not call someone for three or four months and answer a simple question to me is, um, I don't even know how to classify that and I won't. But, um, so I started thinking about what we do and how many times we've had meetings and talked and changed our, our systems and our practices and our processes to try and communicate better. It is a constant thing. The last time we changed a process of what we do at Mosby Building Arts to try and communicate better with our clients was probably two months ago. We, we implemented, maybe three months ago, we implemented kind of a new process of how, what meetings we set when we're at certain meetings and how we're trying to kind of communicate through all the steps of what's going to happen. So it's, you know, basically more detail up front and understand how long and where and when and, and how everything happens so that the, the client understands the entire process. So when I look at us as a whole, it's constantly changing. It's constantly growing. We're constantly trying to be better. And I'm telling you right now, if you're not trying to do that as a worker, as a company, as a contractor, as a home builder, then you are complacent and it is just going to not work out for you in the end. You have to constantly think about and change what you do. So when I look at Mosby and I look at, okay, so what do we do? So when I think about our systems that we have in place in order to communicate well, so one of them is we all have company issued cell phones. So there you go. Now it's been eliminated. The reason not to communicate, you know, I was on the road, I was doing this, my car broke down, all this stuff. We, we've all got the phones in the means with email, with texting, with everything on there in order to communicate. So 
that's kind of off the table. That will kind of always happen. It's a definite. Um, but the next kind of step that we have is our our CRM program. So, and for, for people that may not know, it's a software program. It's customer relationship management software program. And there's several types of programs out there. And all those several types of programs that you can purchase from Microsoft and some of these other you know, tech companies, well, they're kind of designed for the masses. They're kind of designed for multiple types of companies and, and doing different things. And so our CRM program was actually designed by Mosby Building Arts. It is for us. It works for us. And it is, you know, to, to just be able to have the information that we all need so that we can communicate well with clients. So, you know, in, in what, a CRM program, it, what it's meant to do is basically, you know, streamline your processes, your sales process, um, increase your revenue, but it's also to efficiently communicate internally with one another. So another step that we kind of have onto that CRM that is basically made for Mosby Building Arts, it has our estimating, we put our photos in it, everything goes right in there. And so we have an app that is on our phone and we can do notes on the fly. We can get information while we're out and about or while we're at a client's house. Everyone in the company has this and can get to this. So if I were to see a client and then I came out and say at the end of the day, I put notes in that said, hey, this is, this is what happened at our meeting. The entire company can see that immediately. So think of that information of just being able, you know, how you can communicate to the client so well. So if someone called into the office a day or two or a week later and said, hey, you know, I kind of spoke with Rich and I thought something they can look in the notes and go, yeah, no, I see his notes right here. You kind of talked about this. He said he'd get back with you in a week. This, so everyone has this information. Um, another thing that's really cool is our emails. So as we grow and we think about the information we have, we get emails from a client. We kind of go, okay, wait a minute. I need to put this into our CRM so that anybody can get to this. So we now have developed a way where our emails, we put something into the subject line with the job number and that email goes straight into that program. Everyone can see those notes immediately. So if you make communication easy, it will work better for you. Um, so those are some of like the systems that we have. Now the processes that we have that we talk about, because this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law you need people to actually communicate effectively. And so we have some training and some processes that the one I was just talking about, you know, the latest one that we came up with was while we're at a meeting, we're at a measure and photo, we're gathering all this information so that we can do a design for someone's home at that meeting. 
Well, at every meeting, we will always schedule out the next step or the next meeting that we need to attend. But now we've taken that meeting and actually just kind of lengthened it and said, all right, here we go. Here's what we want to schedule with you. We want to schedule the presentation. We want to schedule selection time. We want to schedule, we want to block calendars all the way out to a construction signing agreement. So we're we're scheduling four or five meetings at that meeting to say, these are the steps. These are the processes. This is how we gather the information. This is what we do. This is when we'll do it. And it's great because now that we schedule so many out, we, we're starting to find out things like, oh, yeah, they go, well, that's perfect for the presentation, but then I'm going to be out of town for two weeks. So you can then block time after that, say, well, we're going to need to shop. We're going to need to select. This is how long I think it's going to take. This is, and it's really just, you know, setting expectations and communicating them well is the key to to everything that we do. You know, I think that everyone should do, but here at Mosby for sure. So we figure this stuff out. We pass this information through internally, externally with clients, and we have meetings internally and externally, and we schedule and set and, and you know, communicate, ask questions on who's to do what when you're done. I mean, there are so many different little skill sets like that to communicating well and, and trying to, you know, answer questions and get results and everything. So now that we've got a bunch of processes in place and now that we've got you know, all the systems in place to be able to, to help us perform it all. Now it's all about the people. And when you think about the people, think about like a, a small one man show or a small company that's got two or three people working there. So we have at Mosby client service representatives. We have the consultants that come out and meet with you up front go over everything, talk about what happens. We have designers that design the work, architects that draw the work, draft people. We have project managers that oversee, schedule, help out, and we have lead carpenters that work on the jobs on a on a daily, kind of run the job there on a daily, daily scale. So you're trying to communicate. If you can't get to the lead carpenter, and you call the project manager, you can go back to the designer, the consultant, or you could call our office and get the client services people, and we can get answers for you. We can get, there's always somebody there to make sure, even if I'm on vacation, they will have what you need. They will find stuff. They will get to the right people and get the answers. And I guarantee you it would be less than four months for sure. So um, I just wanted to put all that out there and really kind of go over, you know, what does it take to work hard and communicate well? So we'll have a bunch more kitchen stuff for you and my hack when we return. All right, here we go. Um, we are back. We are just, we're halfway, Mark. Um, I want to invite everybody, if you've got any thoughts, ideas, questions about any work around your house, remodeling, any type of remodeling you're doing, maybe materials, um, you have, you know, question on best things to use, um, feel free to give me a call. The lines are wide open, 314-241-9797 or 866-455-9797. And I want to remind you about that Stephanina's $25 Stephanina's gift card. Get you a free good meal for two at a great Italian restaurant. 
All you got to do is call in, leave us a number we can contact you at and ask me a question on the air. And at the end of the show, I'll pick one of those calls and uh, draw them out of a hat. And one lucky winner will get that card. We will just call you next week, gather your information, mail that out to you. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, free dinner for two. You're going to love it. But for right now, I want to get into, as promised, my home hack here. Got a pretty, pretty interesting one today because I was doing some bathroom stuff and we had some kitchen stuff and I was thinking about the, you know, the, all these ways to, to do storage in a kitchen. And I've even got a whole thing that's, you know, I can go over a bunch of that later and some of these storage ideas for the kitchen. And I thought, you know, there's so many ways to bring the same storage ideas from the kitchen right into the bathroom and create ways to, you know, just organize a a smaller bathroom space or a disorganized bathroom space with just a lot of stuff. There's a lot of things in the bathroom and um, definitely makes it hard to store, especially when the space gets smaller and smaller. So kind of threw together a list of different things that I saw and that you can do and ideas that our designers have come up with in the past that I've seen them kind of run through on, you know, when designing bathrooms, how can we make the storage in those bathrooms better? And so think about a lazy Susan, you know, in your kitchen, always in the corner, you got these lazy Susans. Well, you can still put one of those inside a cabinet, store your cleaning supplies, you know, whatever you need, spin it around. You're kind of able to bring everything up towards the front. So a lazy Susan at the bottom of your bathroom cabinet is a great way to get to some of the things inside the cabinet. Um, So another way to keep your like hair tools and things like that organized, just like we do in the kitchen with different storage racks and these metal racks and pullout racks. So you can easily add some of these kind of kitchen type cabinet racks into your bathroom cabinet and you can just hang your your flat irons and your blow dryers and all those bathroom things, and it will help you kind of, you've got a place to put that. It'll help you remember to kind of unplug it, wrap it up, put it where it needs to go. Um, Roll-out trays is another easy way to get to things. We, we see them in kitchens. They're going in the cabinets all the time today. So if you're trying to get to things in the back of the cabinet, maybe it's not a wide cabinet, so the Lazy Susan spin is not going to work real well. You can just pull one of these roll-out trays out, get to everything in the back of that cabinet very easily. Um, another interesting one I've seen is spice racks. So kitchen spice racks, but for small bathroom items. So spices are small little jars and everything. And with makeup and all these lotions and products in the bathroom, you've got all these small little bottles and things that you can find some nice spice racks, hang them on the wall and organize a bunch of your small stuff that way. Um, Another interesting one I really liked was um, a plate rack, like a stackable plate rack. And so you can basically take your countertop. If you don't have a lot of width on your countertop, make it vertical, get a stacked up plate rack where you get like three or four plates, you know, stacked up with some space in between. They're kind of neat looking. And you can store things kind of on levels there without having to put shelves and things on the wall. Um, Another interesting one is mason jars. So 
You can store little things in mason jars like cotton balls and makeup sponges and, you know, Q-tips. And you can maybe make even like a little little rack that hangs on the wall with four or five mason jars that stores all these little items in there for you. Um, another thing that we don't see a whole, whole lot in the bathrooms is, you know, shelving or stack shelving. Think high up. Think of the space above, you know, where higher up above a door or around the room higher up. You can stack shelves, just install shelves, put things in baskets. And, you know, we do that in kitchens all the time, too. The higher cabinets that you put the things you don't use so much. So it's, you know, as often we'll think that theory in your bathroom, too. And then um, your cabinet doors, uh, don't neglect your cabinet doors. So in kitchens all the time, you open the cabinet doors and there's spice racks hanging on the doors and there's, you know, the, the pantries have spaces for cans and different, you know, thin boxes hanging on the doors. Well, you can hang small storage containers on your, uh, your cabinet door and hide away a lot of those small items, especially if you don't want to see them. You close the door, they're organized, they're hanging on the back of the door, and real easy, real simple. So, so some great kitchen storage ideas that I thought is really neat to bring into the bathroom and get yourself organized and, and be happy inside that bathroom space. So I hope that was great information for everybody. Maybe you got some good ideas you can do this weekend and get that bathroom organized for you. If you want to hear any more of these, you can get to all these hacks on my Facebook or my Twitter. We, we publish them every week. Last week was how to remove popcorn ceilings. So a lot of good information out there. Look me up on Facebook at uh, Rich Oris Mosby or uh, Twitter at Rich Oris. And you can find all that information on all those hacks out there. So I think I'm going to, I uh, got a couple calls coming in. So I'm going to jump to line uh, one here and see, uh, Kelly, are you there? What do you got going on for us? Um, I was wondering, I have a, a really small kitchen, and I'm wondering about if I wanted to save some money to have for something else with the remodel, uh, painting the cabinets instead of just replacing them because there's not a whole lot of them. I uh-huh. get brand new doors and try to match the paint with that. Or do you just really not save that much by painting them that maybe I should just go ahead and get new cabinets? What's been your experience? Well, so painting is, um, it does cost less than new cabinets generally. It definitely depends on the quality of the cabinets that you're buying and the professionalism of the painting company that you're using. So, like, I just redid uh, my laundry room, and I painted a couple upper upper cabinets in that laundry room white. It was only two cabinets, um, and I did it myself, so it was very economical, way less than two new cabinets. Um, but I didn't have to pay for that labor. So if you get a really good professional painting company, you'll you'll get a way better job, a way better product out of that paint job, but you'll come closer and closer to what it costs to replace those cabinets. So I always kind of recommend when people are figuring out what they want to do or we're designing the kitchen is to kind of look at it both ways and say, all right, if I found my dream cabinet, what would those cabinets cost? And then what would painting cost? And then you can kind of see both and make an educated decision on that. Um, and one thing I will warn everybody about, and this is what 
guides kind of that painting process for, for a lot of people sometimes is when they make new cabinets and they paint new cabinets, they make it out of a very smooth wood, and it's a smooth painted finish. But most cabinets that are in people's homes that people are thinking about painting are stained cabinets, and they're usually oak. And that's what mine were, too. So when you paint oak, you will still see the grain of the oak in that paint. It will still look like grainy wood. So it won't be like this really sleek, smooth finish. In a lot of people, that kind of makes their mind up, too, because they go, no, see, I don't want to see that grain. I want nice, smooth. I want, And it kind of guides them into the, the newer cabinet. Because um, you will see that on the frame and everything, too. So, yes, you could do it. It can turn out really good. Uh, I think mine look fine with the with the oak grain, you know, but they're in my laundry room. And, you know, it, it, it looks better for us, and it worked well for us. And it can be a more economical way to completely change the look in your kitchen. And we definitely recommend it. So, it, well, that answers my question because I hate that oak grain. <laughs> yeah, so, and it does when people, and, and I've heard a lot of people, I, I've met with people and I've heard a lot of people that said, yeah, I, I got my cabinets painted, but I still don't like them because I can still see all that grain. And I'm like, oh, if someone would have just said that up front, you could have not spent less money painting it to not be happy to spend more money later getting new cabinets or you're stuck looking at something that you don't like you know, for, for years to come. And we definitely want to try and avoid that at all costs too, if we can. So, but yes, in, in my little skit I, I had coming up about adding, you know, helping add color to kitchens, painting cabinets is definitely one of the ways to do that. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. And it's very viable thing to do. So does that sound good to you? Yes. Thank you for the information. Oh, no problem. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. And, um... I think if our next caller can uh, hold the line through the break, we got a, uh, a break we need to take here, and I will get to you when we return. All right, as always, this hour just absolutely flies by. We are in the last segment here. I want to thank Margie for holding on through the break, and uh, I want to get straight to you, Margie. Are you with us, and what do you have going on for me? Yes, I have. Uh purchased a, a house that was built in 1926 and um one of the it's an apartment building and one of the buildings one of the units was a old butcher shop and they had redone it and it had a drop ceiling so the drop ceiling a fan fell through and broke it open so i kind of had the drop ceiling pulled out and what was left was 10 tiles and they were not good because they were bent back so they could use the wires to do the drop ceiling. So uh-huh. them out, it left me with the, the joist showing and um, made the ceiling 11 feet tall. Uh-huh. And um, so I had some pot lights put in, and I had that spray foam, you know, that they use for insulation uh-huh. in the yeah. sides of the houses. 
and then I've had a wooden ceiling put up. I've seen things where they say that that foam is not so good, and I was wondering if maybe that is a, is 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 there any dangerous things coming out of that because it's overhead in a thousand square foot apartment now. It's uh, so. so you said it's overheating in the apartment. No, it's it's overhead. You know, it, oh. it, usually uh, you see it in the side joist. Mm-hmm. But this was done in the exposed joists in a you know in a thousand square foot you know unit. Okay, and so it's covered now by wood. Yep. But I was wondering if is that foam if there's any danger to the foam if you heard anything. Um. um so so yeah so um the foam it does have like some some off-gassing that it can emit. I, I don't have any scientific knowledge of how long or how bad, um, but I know when you put that foam in, they, mm-hmm. they, they're they recommending, you know, you're not in that space for three or four days to let that those off-gasses kind of emit and go away and ventilate the area well. Um, okay. so, so maybe or maybe not there's some off-gassing that happens through the life of this product, you know, very slowly. Um, and and the, the only other one that I really know about well is that, um, it's, it's not very fireproof. So you have to cover it up. Um, and, and since you have the wood over top of it, you should be fine. Um, so that's all covered. So you don't have to really worry about the, the fire rating stuff. They, they do have a spray coating that you can kind of spray paint it if it's exposed. And the spray paint they put over it is a fire coating that helps it not, yeah. you know, burn real fast. Um, but so other than that, that's really the only downsides to it that, that I'm aware of. Um, okay. the, the benefits are way outweigh, you know, the, the, the pros way outweigh the cons on this one because it's a, the best way to insulate. It gets you the best R value, and it blocks air infiltration. So you yeah, really it, got a great yeah. insulation system put in that ceiling. Okay. I, 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 you know, I, I work at Huffman, and they use it inside the refrigerator. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Foam, and I thought, you know, it would, it would keep, because actually I live on the top of the one that I had phoned, and you can hear the noises through that. Now the noises are less, and their heat stays in their apartment more, and my apartment stays warmer. So I kind of wanted to, you know, I thought maybe I'd gone a little too far because I'm not a builder, but when the ceiling came down, you know, I thought we just couldn't put that batting up there. That was like, it would take a long time, and I, I was yeah. doing my workers with my own people, so I didn't have a, you know, a service. Yeah, so I yeah. ended up hiring a foaming service, and um, they got it done, and we stayed out the rest of the day. And when we came back, it, it looked like it was really good. It, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, it's a great like product. It. Another thing to think about that we think about with foam insulation, it wouldn't really matter in the, the instance that you have, but if you ever go to do more or something later, is if you ever put it directly on the bottom side of a roof or if you have, like, a flat roof on that building— And you get to the joist of that roof and you spray it in that roof. It can make the roof a little louder as far as like hail, rain, heavy rain. It almost makes it, it can make it kind of like a drum. Imagine a drum, you know, it's a solid because it, because it kind of interlocks with everything, makes it this solid thing. 
kind of through yeah. the joist and down to the drywall or plaster and everything, it, it can That's actually cool. make you hear the, that outside rain and stuff hitting the roof yeah. more in a roof system, especially with a metal roof system. It'll really do it. Um, so that's something we think about often is how's that roof system and is foam the best yeah. application there because of that sound and someone trying to sleep directly under it. But, um, so yeah, no, uh, Margie, I think you got a, made a great decision, got a great system. You covered it up so that you don't have to worry about yeah. the fire and everything. And I think right. you, you did the right thing. Okay. All righty. You. You're very welcome. Very I appreciate the, the listening and the call and, uh, I think we're probably just about running low on time here. So um, one thing I did want to touch on real quick, too, at the end of my other stuff, I was talking about Mosby and everything, and um, is is a mission statement, you know. And a lot of people have asked me, why in the world would a remodeling company have a mission statement? Well, how do you get everybody on the same page? You know, if you're running a company and you want to do something specific and you want to be something specific. How do you get that out to everybody? Well, vision, mission statements, core values, all those things are a part of that. And in our mission statement is to enhance lives and homes by relentlessly outperforming expectations for the home remodeling industry. So when you think about relentlessly outperforming expectations, that line kind of just bleeds communication, bleeds, you know, just do the right thing, communicate, you know, be well to everybody, do, do a positive thing every time you can. So I, I want to thank everybody for listening, calling in. I'm going to draw here out of the hat and I'm going to pick, okay, we got Kelly just won the Stephanie's gift card. So Kelly, we will call you next week and get that out to you. And I want to say happy week to everybody. Stay tuned for Priscilla's All Around the Yard, and I will talk to everybody next week.